It was just over five years ago when Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made international headlines when he was asked by a reporter why it was so important for him to have half of his cabinet made up of female MPs. What got all the attention was his answer. Because it's 2015. Flash forward to 2021, and we have to ask, have we gotten any farther ahead when it comes to diversity and proper representation in politics? Well, most Canadians would likely say, probably not. Women, and especially women of color, are still vastly underrepresented in the halls of political power. But there is still hope that that's changing. Two male city councillors in London recently said they're not going to run in the next election so they can make space for more diverse voices. So what does making space look like? On this week's episode of the Blackburn News Podcast, host Craig Needles examines that question with three women, a former London City Councillor, an MPP from Windsor, and a woman who has been a political staffer and a campaign organizer. Gender parity in politics. It's not a new concept. In fact, it's been talked about for years. However, despite that, we still lag behind the goal stated by some of getting 50-50 representation at all levels of government, federally, provincially, and in most municipalities, we don't even have close to that. Last week, councillors Jesse Helmer and Mo Salee in London announced they won't be seeking re-election next year in hopes of making space for women and for women of color. What do we do to make those spaces? Well, that is where opinions differ. After the story broke, Blackburn News talked to women who are involved in different levels of politics and different ways to get their takes on representation. Cheryl Miller spent 13 years as a city councillor in London and ran unsuccessfully for the Progressive Conservatives in the 2011 provincial election. She says this announcement was so early that we have no idea who might be filling the void and that gives her cause for concern. They still have 20 months, right. which is a significant amount of time to serve on uh, uh, this mandate out. So sometimes they get worried when you announce too early. Like I gave people about six months before bef- the time to run. But sometimes when you announce too early, you sort of drift away. So I think it's way too early. Um, secondly, to suggest that they're leaving because they want more women and more people of color in is, is to me, is, is disingenuous. Because how do you know who's going to run? And how do you know who the electorate is going to vote for? So you can, you can put up 10 women and still have a man come in and win. You know, you don't know. So when you say that, to me, I think it's just a bit patronizing. And that's true. We don't know. However, that incumbency advantage is real, especially in municipal politics. And that means making space is important, according to Shobhita Sharma. She's a woman of color who's been involved in politics as a staffer and campaign organizer. I think for anybody who's considering to run, this is this is a positive step. If, if two councillors, uh, two very successful councillors have have uh, given this a thought and have decided to make space. Uh, I hope this is encouraging to women at different levels, uh, whoever is considering to run at whatever level, to know that that there are um, that there is support, that there are people who understand, that there are people who are willing to support them to to make space for them. I think this is a this is a good news story. So if we have women of different political views who are aligned that they and women of color especially are underrepresented, why hasn't that changed? Lisa Gretzky is the member of provincial parliament for Windsor West. She's currently serving her second term. She told Blackburn News that the reality is for many women, the decision to get involved in politics just simply is not an easy one. Women tend to 
uh, take on a larger role when it comes to caregiving. So mm-hmm. within their own families, so within their children, uh, their parents, their aging grandparents, women tend to be uh, more often than men, the primary caregivers. Um, and so there are, there are barriers in place to, when it comes to recognizing that role and, and the amount of um, emotional mental and physical um, capital that that takes up on top of, of working. We've seen uh, through this pandemic uh, how disproportionately women are affected uh, when it comes to the uh, schools being closed and kids learning from home. It's often the women that, that are staying home uh, to, to provide that extra support for online learning or, or to be there to, to take care of their children on top of oftentimes trying to work and take care of uh, aging parents or, or grandparents. So um, there are definitely systemic barriers in place that, that we need to uh, kind of look at the, the political workings at all levels and, and truly create spaces that uh, are welcoming to women, that knock down some of those barriers, recognize them and, and knock them down to make it easier for women to be able to do all the things uh, you know, on top of that particular position, uh, all the things that they have to do in their daily life. And that's even before you get into the atmosphere of what goes on once you're in the political system. Gretzky says there are systemic issues at play, and it's just not welcoming for everyone. However, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be paying attention to ideas and policies either. There's a difference between thinking someone is not suited to, to the actual position they have right. because of of the job that they are actually doing, mm-hmm. um, the res- you know how they're actually uh, undertaking that and the results of that job, and and that's different from from being opposed to someone having that position because of their gender or their right. their race. Um, and again, I go back to that's when people really need to do that that soul searching and do that deep dive um, and be able to separate that. Um, I'm not saying that, and I don't think any woman would say that just because they're a woman that should entitle them to a position. Um, the, the, the argument, and rightfully so, is that they should not be disqualified right. based on their gender or their race. Miller, however, disagrees. She says the opportunities are there, but they only come from hard work, like being part of boards or community associations. Personally, it never was for me. Uh, I, n- I never felt that because I was a woman that, that I didn't have the same opportunities because I always made my own opportunities. Um, I, I don't, I don't think, and I, I know there's some women who feel that it's important that they're helped to be run and helped to get the seat. I don't think so. I think you have to be your own person. You have to be independent. You have to make sure that they know who you are. So when I go to went to the doors, when I ran, I'd knock on the door and they'd say, oh, hi, Cheryl. That's because I did all my work in my communities beforehand. But are those opportunities even easy to access for women? High-profile board positions like police boards and hospital boards, those aren't exactly easy to find either. Sharma says that's an area where men should consider making space. Creating space could look so different and it could be it could mean so many different things to different people. Maybe not everybody is ready to run for council or uh, is not ready to, to put their hands up, to put their names on a ballot. But maybe it looks different. Maybe it looks like uh, maybe someone wants to be wants to start by applying to be on a board and how do you encourage that how do you how do you make space for people to at least take that first step 
is also even that is making space blackburn news also asked gretzky about what men can do whether they're in political roles or not to help women who want to be involved politically it starts with themselves so they it's looking at their their own behaviors their own their own language that they use towards women um in the political realm and correcting appropriately, you know, making sure that they're using language and making and, and changing the system from the inside to make it more welcoming for women. Um, but I, I also think that we have to look at, you often have, and I'm not saying that's the case with those two particular counselors, mm -hmm. one of whom was also racialized. Yes. But I think in general, we have to look at when you have, um, whether it's political parties at the federal and provincial level or, um, where I'm not saying it's not partisan at the council, city council level, but it's oftentimes not as, as obviously partisan as, as it is in provincial and federal politics. When you, when you look at the candidates that, that are being run and the, and the people that are backing those candidates, um, you oftentimes will have people who, are, who say they are progressive, that they, they uh, want gender equity, they want more women at the table, they want uh, more racialized women uh, and racialized voices at the table. Uh, but when it comes to a campaign, they back a male candidate to run against a woman. Um, when you look at incumbents, uh, people that already hold seats, uh, often women that hold seats, oftentimes men will, will say they believe that there should be more women candidates, but then they themselves run against mm -hmm. a, a woman who's an incumbent and tries to unseat them. So I think we, we need to look at, um, kind of do that deep dive <laughs> into the system and do that internal look, I guess, and, and recognize where we are creating the barriers, that, that talking the talk isn't enough. We have to walk the walk as well. The grassroots positions we're talking about here very much matter, and the results at the highest level do seem to show it, right? During this session of federal parliament, 100 women were elected as MPs for the first time. That's great. That's a new record. But there are 338 seats in the House of Commons. 100 is less than a third of that number. City councils all over Ontario struggle with gender balance, as does Queen's Park. The reality is it's hard to pin that on one particular issue, Sharma told us, but there does need to be some adjustment. A change in the political makeup of politicians is a good thing, uh, not only for London, but I'm, I'm thinking provincially, I'm thinking federally too. Um, it's, it's important as we continue to grow, it's important as our city continues to evolve and continues to become um, demographically more diverse, our, our, political, uh, our political makeup should also reflect what uh what our city what our province what our country looks like so perhaps the opportunities aren't good enough and it takes a lot of hard work miller says no matter who you are being elected's not easy and she just wants the best people possible to have voices at the table well it's it's interesting because i was on a council with seven women and i was on a council with three women um and it 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 varies by the, the quality of the candidate, about the amount of work, the support they've got in the community. So it's really hard for anybody, whether it's a male or a female, in getting all their ducks in a row. If you don't do that, you're not going to get elected. So people who think that I'll just put my name in and they'll vote for me, it, it, it doesn't work like that anymore. It's, a, it's hard work. It's a lot of fundraising, and it's a tremendous amount of time beforehand preparing yourself and getting familiar with the community, and the community in turn familiar with you. 
Sharma says that getting to that table is harder for women and for women of color. She hopes to see more men do what Councillor Salih and Helmer did. Politics has traditionally been dominated by by white men, and it's time to change that now. Um, once you start making space for, uh, once you start making space and holding space for women, uh, especially women of color, to come forward, uh, for them to know that there is there is support and there is um, there is a need for their voices uh, around uh, around horseshoes around Canada. Um, their voices and their opinions and their ideas matter. And that is encouraging people and encouraging women, especially women of color, to trust a system that's traditionally kept them outside. It, they've always, they've traditionally been outside looking in. But no matter who you talk to, there's widespread agreement on this point. No matter who gets elected, no matter what their gender is, no matter what their ethnicity is, the next time we go to the polls, whether it's federally, provincially, municipally, well, they're going to face some very unique challenges. Well, I think the, the, the huge issue is going to be getting out of, out of the COVID uh, uh, quagmire that we're in. It's getting and kickstarting the community. But I think the big hole that's going to have to be filled, growth and potential opportunities for business, uh, is, is the other one. So I think that it's, we're back to, I'm hoping, normal, because that's the only way a city can function well. Because right now it's just, it's COVID that's dictating policy. Gretzky added, we don't just have to do work as a society to help women make the decision to run for political office. We also have to make political spaces more comfortable for people of any background. Uh, Queens Park, there is such an embedded colonialism. Um, everywhere you turn, there is a reminder of a, a leader that um, had, had marginalized uh, indigenous peoples uh, were part of taking land from indigenous peoples, uh, um, trying to erase their culture. Um, so, you know, imagine what that's like for him to be walking those halls and seeing that reminder um, of, of what has happened to his ancestors. Um, and then if you add uh, the, the aspect of being a woman to that, uh, to being a racialized woman, an indigenous woman, um, it just keeps, it, it goes even deeper. Um, and then through the daily practices, you know, the back and forth within politics, some of the comments that are made, um, it really is not surprising that even the strongest um, and more, most vocal women um, choose not to run or after having been elected, choose to not run again. The results of these moves are impossible to predict, no matter what level they occur at. Odds are, after the next election cycle, there won't be gender parity at any of the institutions that represent you, which means the work will have to continue, there will be more conversations, and hopefully there will be more progress, because elected bodies should look like the people they serve. This episode of the Blackburn News Podcast was hosted, written, and produced by Craig Needles. On the next episode... They had struggles, but the dogs weren't the problem. It was what the dogs had been put through that was the problem. About five years ago, more than 20 pit bulls were seized from a dog fighting ring in Tilbury. We'll look at where some of those dogs are now and how they were rehabilitated to the point where they could be adopted. That's on the next episode of the Blackburn News Podcast, a presentation of Blackburn Media. Blackburn Media.